Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. America and happy Thursday, a busy Thursday it is. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. We have filed a complaint with the Georgia Attorney General. His name is Chris Carr. And a complaint alleges that we filed an open records request for with Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, the woman who is overseeing the prosecution of former President Donald Trump, for records of her contacts with the Biden White House and the Biden Justice Department. And there's no, this isn't fiction. This isn't fishing. We're not just guessing There are now records in the public domain that shows that they had billed for an eight-hour meeting in Augusta, Georgia, and maybe another meeting in Washington with, quote-unquote, the White House. So that's why we asked for the records. We asked for them. Fannie Willis's office did not comply within the statutory deadline. We gave her an extra five days, still didn't comply, 
didn't answer. So we filed that complaint with today with the Attorney General of Georgia. I want to bring in somebody who knows how prosecutors work, knows how evidence is gathered, and who has seen the justice system from three really unique advantage points. He was a federal prosecutor. He was a federal defender, uh, public defender. And then he had oversight responsibility in Congress that unraveled one of the great prosecutorial and FBI misconducts of all time, the Russia collusion case. Joining me right now, the former chief investigative counsel for the House Intelligence Committee, former chief of staff to the Pentagon, and a former member of the National Security Council, my good friend, Cash Patel. Cash, welcome back to the show. John, it's so great to be with you, and I'm glad that there is still some media out there willing to do the work of the American people, especially when Congress won't. I got to tell you, I earned the nickname Mr. Foya. I love open records. And I, they, and I know we sometimes we have to go to court, but a lot of times it works without having to go to court. This is not going to be one of those times I think about. But I want to step back because you know what goes on in real prosecutions. You've seen it from both a uh, defense lawyer, public defender standpoint, from a prosecutor standpoint, from uh, the oversight standpoint of Congress. Is there any imaginable reason that you could imagine or divine that Fannie Willis would have to have a contact with the uh, Biden White House just before she made a decision on whether to indict Donald Trump or not? Well, that's the critical point um, detail that she raised that the media is glossing over. She and and her subordinate, who she happens to be having an affair with and paying $750,000 to of the taxpayer money, story for another day, they went up there to Washington and met with Biden's senior staff in the White House the day before the recommendation of the indictment. That's not a coincidence, John. You don't just go up there and do that. What were they doing? What were they talking about? And the fact that you're going out there and getting the FOIA request, at least from the DA side, from DA Williams and her office, you know, Congress should be stepping up its game and demanding the information about who was in the White House, who else was in that meeting, why was that meeting set up, and what are your communications with the DA? Because the Biden White House and President Biden have said repeatedly, well, we don't have any um, involvement in any of these prosecutions. We don't recommend anything. We take no meetings. But now we find out not only were they meeting here, they've been meeting and they've been interacting with um, the special counsel's office through the White House counsel and providing information. And they're lying to the American public about the involvement they have during an election year of the prosecution of their opponent. And that is something that just should never happen in the United States. So I hope we get some answers and I'm glad you're on the hunt as always. Yeah. And we've got coming up on the TV show tonight, uh, Barry Loudermilk, the chairman of the House Administration Subcommittee. And he, I believe, is in the process of trying to get the same White House records from the White House side. Unfortunately, the White House isn't subject to open records law. They exempted the White House. So we're going to have to get Congress on that side. But the two together, we should be able to get a complete understanding of what both sides thought they were doing when they were playing footsie with each other. The other yeah, that's probably a bad choice of words, given the context of what we know is going on there. Why the two sides are having context. Uh, uh, and again, we don't want to assume anything. We want to get the facts, but that's why we're doing this. But you're right. As a prosecutor, there's just an oversight. There, there isn't a reason. In fact, it, it really sticks out as a sore thumb. And there's a, a second element of this, which is seven months ago, I obtained the records uh, from NARA, the uh, archives, showing that uh, the Biden White House and its uh, White House counsel's office were the ones who suggested that NARA, the archives, send the documents over to the FBI that Donald Trump had returned to the archives uh, to instigate a criminal investigation. So we already have one link, one chain showing that Biden White House was already involved in trying to instigate something against Donald Trump. If these records show they were involved in this one, is this something that should rise to the impeachment committee? Where do you think this should go? It should, in my opinion, that's where it normally would go, John. But we don't have enough time in Congress or the willpower or WASTA to get those that piece of machinery moving in sufficient time to get the information to the American public. So we're going to bypass that and we're just going to put this information out to the American public every document that comes out, and we're going to discuss it for the American public because it's an election year, because it's so critically important. And remember the one most salient fact about President Biden. I, he repeatedly said, I have no involvement with the DOJ in any of the investigations in Hunter Biden. We now know that's a lie. Um, and furthermore, he said he had no involvement with the prosecutions of President Donald Trump. But 
President Joe Biden and his White House after being caught lying about communicating to special counsel Jack Smith's team was shown to uh, that the only person that can waive presidential privilege to prosecute Donald Trump was Joe Biden. And he did exactly that. So he literally greenlit the prosecution of his political opponent, then went out there to lie about it. So I think these documents you're asking for are critical because the White House has established a pattern of deceit to the American people. They have no credibility anymore. And I think the one thing you know in your great investigative work, John, is these people that perform these corrupt actions are so corrupt that they actually write them down because they think they'll never get caught. And that's what we're looking for here. That's right. No, you're you're exactly right. Um, there is uh, an interesting uh, uh, dynamic in the, the traditional media, the mainstream media, the legacy media, whatever we want to call them. Um, they, uh, they, uh, they are focusing in on the Fonnie Willis case, but they only seem to be excited about the affair and the idea. And I understand there's a taxpayer element to this, right? Uh, if, if she was having an affair and then paying this guy $600,000, it, it does raise some serious concerns about conflict of interest statutes and enrichment of a person that they, she was personally involved with. But the bigger issue that they don't seem to address is, hey, there's evidence on the books now that the White House was talking to a prosecutor pursuing their number one thing. How uh, do you think that's intentional that the media would rather focus on the salacious than on the more serious thing that affects Joe Biden? Well, the reason the media wants to focus on it is because they have rolled out this excuse before about how affairs don't interfere in prosecutions. Remember, Pete Strzok and Page, Lovebirds 1.0. Well, we got Williams and Ray, our Lovebirds 2.0. And I said, you know, just recently, you know, while the affair and the sexual allegations of an affair are an important thing for the public to know if you're a public official, as these two officers are. To me, the more disturbing part is the violation of the canons of ethics as a prosecutor and defender and officer of the court. When you go in there and you lie to a judge, not only about concealing the affair, let's put that aside. You didn't tell the judge you hired someone who was wholly unqualified that you were having an affair with and paid him $750,000 of taxpayer dollars, not just state, but also federal, and then went on vacations, cruises, and, and airplane travel with him and your family members bought and paid for by this money. And oh, by the way, this individual filed for divorce the day after you hired him to be the special counsel. These are too many coincidences. And what I care about is that the state level system of justice has now been weaponized too. And if she's allowed to do this, then prosecutors across the country will perform these same corrupt activities to target other people for a political basis. You cannot. It's literally in the canons of ethics. As a prosecutor, you cannot have a monetary benefit in any way, shape or form from any case you bring. And the judge is rightfully in this case issuing an order to produce documents and hopefully have a hearing. I think in the near future, we need answers. And uh, people are, you know, and, and the legal beagles are out there saying, oh, he's a, this can't happen. This doesn't rise to the level of throwing a case out. And I just say, what if Joe Biden were being prosecuted in the state of Texas by the state attorney general? And we found out that the state attorney general's lead prosecutor, right, was getting paid and having an affair and using taxpayer dollars to run all over the world. What do you think the mainstream media would say? That is the key, uh, the key the thing here, which is that we, we should, uh, in something of this magnitude, the media should have the obligation. It's not who, uh, it doesn't matter the party involved or its political affiliation or the defendant. It's the actual principle that our justice system doesn't act this way. We don't uh, uh, hire our lovers as prosecutors. We don't pursue our political opponents in the election and coordinate or contact or, or deal with the people who would like to see him removed from the election. Uh, there's just, and I think the American people have a sense of common sense that they, even if you're a Democrat, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't smell right. It's not what we do in America. And it, it feels like that's starting to fan out, that that sentiment is getting bigger. Yeah, the elite is still trying to do backflips, trying to say, oh, there, this this will only be a minor thing. But I think most Americans like, I don't feel good. It probably is why Donald Trump's going up in the polls, right? One of the reasons? Yeah, I think so. I think you see the political shift. You know, to me, two of the most important issues, of course, people always talk about the economy. But because of the situation where we are today over the last four years, it's the national security, national security, 
and the two-tier system of justice. People see the collapse of our border, the infiltration by our enemies, the deaths of our youth due to CCP, Chinese fentanyl, and so many other horrors that are happening in our towns, like my hometown in Las Vegas, where an illegal immigrant just murdered two people two months ago. We can't have this kind of conduct. And then you see a weaponized system of justice, the place where you're supposed to get accountability as an American citizen for the public. And you see those courts those, you know, um, hallowed places of justice being corrupted at the federal and state level. And then you got to ask, where do they learn this stuff? Well, if you look to Russiagate, this is literally a direct carbon copy cutout of what they're doing now down in Georgia. And because there was no accountability for Strzok and Page before, people are like, oh, that's okay. We can get away with it. We can do it here. And they did it down in Georgia. And you've been telling people to watch for that for years and no one's listening. And I sure hope they'll start to pay attention. It really is the concern. It's a concern from everyone who worked on Russia collusion. Your boss, Devin Nunes, uh, Senators Grassley and Johnson, who did some good work on the Senate side, um, that if you don't punish it, it becomes normalized and accepted behavior. And I think that that is uh, now maybe one of the primary reasons why people are continuing to grow and feel uncomfortable uh, about the justice system, which is we, we don't punish bad doing. So maybe bad doing and wrongdoing is the norm now. And I, I think that that's that's going to become a, a, it's going to be a big issue for restoring uh, uh, the uh, confidence of the American people. People have to pay. Uh, thing. You know, people say, well, Pete Strzok got fired. Right. He lost his job. And 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 uh, Lisa Page uh, didn't uh, or she resigned, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I don't think that's the accountability people want. Right? They want some sort of administrative and or legal consequence when the, uh, the system has been hijacked and the people hijacking it express overt political opinions, because that's really what they were doing. Right. Their disdain for the person they were pursuing was actually down on government devices. Right. Yeah. It's not even I mean, the, the disdain was disgusting. But it's the illegal conduct. These people are paid by American taxpayer dollars to uphold the Constitution and enforce the law. Then they're the ones that break it. It is the utter height of judicial hypocrisy. And then no one prosecutes them for their breaking. It's what's ticking off people across America. It's why Donald Trump is surging um, in the polls, because they now realize these aren't right wing conspiracies, neocon theories. These are everyday occurrences. They're happening at churches and houses of worship. They're happening in school board meetings. The FBI and now state level prosecutors are going rogue and they continue to get away with it because there's never been any serious level of accountability. And that's the one thing Donald Trump's exposing to everybody. So it's step one. And I think step two, he's talking about accountability that will come um, should he become the next president of the United States. So I think people are really turned on by that because they're sick and tired of the degradation and the hypocrisy of our quote unquote law enforcement community. And, and look, I got to say this. It's not everybody in law enforcement. It's not nearly everybody. It's the leadership at the FBI, the leadership in places like D.A. Williams office, et cetera. The everyday guys and gals that do the job are great Americans. We're not talking about them. Yeah, no, that's right. That's that's such an important point we want to make uh, of this um Issue which is the in fact the part of the reason I learned about so many of the abuses not only of um, uh, the Russia collusion case but also of the Hunter Biden case was that people in law enforcement the IRS whistleblowers and others they came forward sometimes they came to me sometimes they went to Congress but the rank and file actually are deeply disturbed of what is going on in our uh, law enforcement community. The vast majority of men and women don't like it. They want to just go back to solving crimes the way the law says you should solve them. It, it is amazing. Uh, on that note, we're going to break a story tomorrow. Uh, we have a copy of a letter uh, that several high-ranking former FBI executives, people who oversaw uh, intelligence, counterintelligence, counterterrorism, uh, the training of FBI agents. They sent it to Mike Johnson this week, the speaker, saying that we want to tell you as people who defended this country against counterintelligence and counterterrorism threats that the open border is the worst counterterrorism threat we've ever faced in America. And we're going to put the letter out. We've got some exclusive reaction from uh, the speaker. We've got uh, we've done interviews with some of the players, Mark Morgan and Kevin Brock and others. Uh, the idea that people who are at the highest levels of the FBI have to tell the speaker 
listen, you're not hearing the truth from the uh, uh, Biden administration. We know it. We know what an open border does. We know the type of people crossing right now. You can't let this go unaddressed. How dramatic is that? To me, it, it speaks to our entire conversation. I mean, we're talking about the Speaker of the House commenting on this situation. And we're talking about, again, almost the lack of accountability. And we're going directly back to national security. We have the men and women who do the work every day going out there and telling them that the greatest national security threat we have domestically is the invasion from the southern border because we have Chris Ray and Merrick Garland and Mayorkas coming out and now telling us that at least 24 individuals who are known foreign terrorists have gotten into the country illegally and we don't know where they are today. That's not me saying it. That's them saying it. And I don't buy that number for one bit. 11 million and only 24? Let's just believe them for for that sake but what these guys and gals are but talking 24 about, or 5 more than the hijackers that took down this country exactly exactly and my gravest concern and and i think yours and you know even president trump's is you know we, what about another attack here domestically because of our open border policy and that's why this is such paramount importance and i hope the speaker leads the charge to get to the bottom of this and then ask the fbi and dhs why aren't you looking for them i know donald trump has a plan in place to go find all the illegals, and make sure it's a priority to give folks in the field everything they need to track down these people that came here illegally and need to do us harm. And that's what that's what we need to occur, but it's not going to happen with Biden. But this letter is a critical kickstart to educate America on how bad it is. Yeah, and they felt compelled to do it. It tells you how worried they are. And you know, the, the, to the credit of the director, uh, the director was pretty blunt in December saying that the border is an open security threat and that the everything is blinking red. And it probably wouldn't be blinking red if Joe Biden hadn't unfettered our security apparatus at the border. I want to turn to one other thing, because right now there's a big border discussion, right? The House is pretty clear where they stand. The House Republicans believe H.R. 2, which is basically the Trump model with some enhancements to deal with what Joe Biden's done uh, to put it back in place and things would get better quickly. The Senate, on the other hand, has this Lankford deal. And if the reporting and again, we have leaks. We don't have a copy of it. But if the reporting and it's multiple people saying it now, including on the record, is that it would um, uh, allow 5000 illegal uh, people a day to come into the country uh, and they would get work permits as part of it. Uh, isn't that normalizing unlawfulness in America? Isn't that kind of sort of like letting Page and Strzok get away with things? Uh, it seems like the Senate plan could be. Well, you know, basically exactly what the Democrats want, some expression of normalizing a large flow of illegal immigration into the country. Yeah, this degradation of our of our national security, of our safety doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you have Alexander Mayorkas who testified 14 times that the border was sealed and secure. We know that's not the case. But over time, and the media, the mainstream media keeps reporting it, and people are like, oh, yeah, everything's just fine. And then you actually look at the crime statistics, and you actually walk out in your communities, and you're like, wait, what is going on? Why are my children in danger? Why is drugs and murder on skyrocketing? And the, 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 the situation you rise is, is you know, compl- it's not complimented. It's, it's in conjunction with the fact that now our TSA has authorized um, non-American citizens and illegal immigrants without U.S. IDs or any photo whatsoever to fly around in planes. I mean, these are all things that they have strung out together as a result of their poor national security decisions, of course, all stemming from Joe Biden and his administration. Now we're seeing it at the local and community levels, and now we're seeing it in the halls of Congress, and they are almost rubber stamping it by putting out legislation that um, that back ends and supports some of these drastic measures that I think do more harm to national security um, in the last 10 years than anything has done in the last 50. So the American public, we just got to get them going and educated and we got to get the House Republican leadership moving um, to, to, to get after it for us. Now, that is a really key uh, component of this. Um, as you look out, Cash, the, we're headed into uh, an extraordinary moment where the president has to fend him, uh, the former president, Donald Trump, running against the current president, has to fend himself off from four separate prosecutions at the state and federal level. He uh, is way ahead in the polls, going to sew up the nomination pretty quickly, I think most people think. Uh, and the other, uh, the current president, has a son uh, facing two indictments, alleging that while he was either vice president or president, his family was breaking the law. Joe Biden's family was breaking the law. And that much of the things, the uh, importance of those indictments beyond bringing accountability 
to Hunter Biden for alleged crimes is they debunk a lot of the things that Joe Biden told us. Joe Biden said, my family never got money from China. Prosecutor said, yes, he did. I never talked to my business partners. Yes, they did. Uh, I never did anything to help my, my son's business. Yes, he did. So these court cases actually, even though the defendant is Hunter Biden, the evidence actually provides significant accountability to the president himself. How do voters navigate this extraordinary next 10 months? Because one president's being charged with crimes. The other one is being shown to have misled the uh, country just to go get um, uh, the, to win the, uh, the, the presidency. It's got to be pretty confusing for reporter, uh, everyday voters. It is. And I'm sure Merrick Garland and Chris Ray are in great haste to prosecute Hunter Biden as quickly as they can during a presidential cycle. And I'd say that half in jest, but also half in seriousness to answer your question. We need to show voters the distinct uh, comparison between the, the two, Biden and Trump, and how they are being prosecuted and treated. And look at the judges and their conduct, because the, the two-tier system of justice isn't just in the DOJ and FBI. It is in and on the federal and state benches by these judges who rubber stamp this illegal activity, be it from coming to some of the January 6th cases or the Donald Trump cases, when you highlight that next to Hunter Biden, how he's been treated and how he got the sweetheart deal, and that blew up only because, you know, the media did some credible reporting and forced it out there um, because we educated enough Americans who got ticked off and said this is not how the Constitution works. I think that's what we need to continue to do. We, of course, cannot control DOJ and the judges and the FBI, but we can show Americans that Hunter Biden is on a completely different timeline because the DOJ and FBI have weaponized justice and they don't want the information coming out that you talked about that proves Joe Biden's lies until after the election. But they want to put into hyperspeed everything about Donald Trump, get him in a courtroom, sit him down for 90 days, take him off the campaign trail and get the disinformation narratives like insurrection to continue, even though they're completely baseless in the Constitution. But when you have judicial um, officers who weaponize justice like the judge in, in Colorado and elsewhere, they get their disinformation campaign. So we have to knock that back. And I think the Hunter Biden saga and his criminal activities and prosecutions is a great way to highlight it for Americans, because all you have to do is say this. What if it was Don Jr. that was being prosecuted like Hunter Biden was? It would be a totally different scenario. And that's at the heart of that dual system. It's a dual system of media coverage, a dual system of political response, dual system of justice. Uh, and I think that's what's probably uh, on the ballot uh, in 2024 in November. That's one of the big questions Americans are going to ask themselves. Is this really the America I want to live in? Or we don't do it this way in America. I think those are the questions we're going to be asking ourselves. Uh, we wouldn't be asking those if it weren't for your great work, first with the House Intelligence Committee, then inside the administration, and then as an author of a great book, Government Gangsters. Everyone should go get that book because if you want to understand how it got this way and then how do you fix it, uh, Cash Patel laid it out in one of the best books of the last few years. Uh, Cash, what a great honor to have you on today. Thanks for your time, man. John, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for having me, and I'll, I'll see you soon. Big fan of your work. Thanks so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick 
House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As you know, I'm a huge fan of the Second Amendment and come from generations of Solomons who've been proud and safe gun owners. My brother, my father worked as police officers, and we really admire the Second Amendment. We revere it, but we also realize that when you become a Second Amendment advocate, a certain responsibility for safety and security for yourself and everyone around you comes with it. And that's how you become the ultimate Second Amendment advocate. Well, my good friends at Muzzlestick have made a product that I believe increases your chances, increases your ability to be a safe gun owner, particularly for people who may be around you, who come into your house and may not know how to handle a handgun or a rifle. And that is a barrel and chamber flags that clearly and easily mark the status of a gun. If it's loaded, tell someone, hey, stay away from that if you don't know what you're doing. If it's unloaded, they know it's a little bit safer if you had to pick it up or do something. It's such a great product. I've become such a big fan of what Muzzlestick has achieved. And I want to bring in right now one of the best firearms safety consultants I know, but also a great advocate for muzzle stick, my good friend, Leah Thomas. Leah, how are you? I'm great, John. How are you today? Happy New Year. Good. Good to have you. Well, thanks for having me again. I really appreciate the time. Well, we love this product and we love the concept behind the product because being a good Second Amendment advocate also means that you are a good champion of safety for everyone, not just yourself, but for anyone who enters your home or in a place where you have a gun or a gun stored. These things are catching on. I've heard people, in fact, people direct message me on Twitter. Hey, how do I get one of these? It's really an extraordinary story, but I love the story of the company because there's a little bit of environmental friendliness in, in, in the company. There is a great safety ethos. Tell us a little bit about just the origins of this great company, Muzzlestick. Yeah, the origins of Muzzlestick um, started with uh, Joe Rumpke, their owner, uh, obviously their owner, um, since it's the origins. But uh, he was a, actually, it began with a muzzleloading um, concept where they did a lot of competitive muzzleloading shooting. And um, as you may or may not know, or your audience may not know, unloading a muzzleloader, the only way to unload it is to shoot it. And so uh, he came home or was leaving a, uh, getting ready to leave an event. And um, I don't remember if he hadn't shot his muzzleloader yet, but it occurred to him that, and he didn't have the chance because of the way that the program worked or whatever, but um, he realized that his muzzleloader was still loaded and he didn't want his son to um, pick it up or play with it or, or, or load another ball into it, which would cause a, a problem if he tried to fire two loads out of the same firearm. And so, yeah, so he came up with an idea of, of a barrel flag and it, t- it, it took off fairly well in the muzzleloading community, but it, when other people saw it, they were like, you know, why can't we consider marking every firearm that might be loaded or unloaded in, in, in the proper manner? And um, I think uh, Joe and Tracy Rumpke have this level of just care for the community. In fact, we're we're at SHOT Show now, and I was at Joe's booth yesterday, and I heard him say to uh, a, a journalist, I don't really care about how many, uh, about about getting rich with this. I just want to save lives. Like everyone that I sell 
can save a life. And that's what matters to me. And I just think that's, it's a great story. You're, you're right. It's a great product. And it's a way we need to change the way that people think about safe firearms ownership. We do. It's fun to make it fashionable. I think these flags are kind of cool. It's actually, they look cool. They really not only virtue signal that you care about safety, they create a safe environment. It's a really wonderful idea. Now, a lot of us who are outdoors folks like I am, and I've got my big property up in the Shenandoahs. I also am a conservationist. I care about the environment. All this plastic is made from recycled goods, right? That's correct. Uh, the Rumpke's own uh, uh sanitation services in the Cincinnati area and they take the plastic that they gather from their customers and they make these chamber flags out of that. So it's such a cool idea. And taking care of the environment, taking care of the outdoors and also taking care of safety. I love that. I love that concept. All right. So there are two different types of flags. Let's start with the chamber flag. Then we'll go to the barrel flag. The concept behind each, obviously, let's start with the barrel flag. The barrel flag is, the I think, one of the most hard to understand products for normal firearms owners, which I think is funny because the barrel flag will be stuck in the end of the barrel um, of a loaded firearm. And, um, you know, we have 80, nearly 82 million um, gun owners in the United States. We, we've done enough research here to know that nearly 80% of them um, have firearms unsecured in their home, and many of those are loaded. And so, like, that's that's 65 million guns that are laying around somebody's house, which is really, frankly, embarrassing and irresponsible. But the reality is that it is, it's a statistic. And so if people choose to keep a loaded firearm around, we strongly recommend that they use a barrel flag. They're big, they're bright, they fit in the barrel, they clearly mark the gun as loaded. And you touched on it in the beginning. If someone sees it who doesn't have any experience, then it's a clear indicator to them that they should probably not touch it. Don't go near it. That's a great thing. All right. And then the chamber flag is a little bit different because you're now looking at an unloaded gun. Tell us a little bit about the success of those and how people use those. Chamber flags have become a mainstream product at ranges or many ranges. They fit into the chamber in place of a bullet. Uh, you cannot fire a, a firearm with a chamber flag in it. So the level of safety that they offer is is proven. Uh, muzzle sticks flags are big and bright and clearly marked um, unloaded. So at the range, anyone on the line would be able to see if the firearm were loaded or not. I love them for transportation. Um, as soon as, well, we keep them in our firearms in the safe, but as soon as the safe comes out, you know, you're moving it into a, a bag or a box or a gun case, and you don't have to worry about um, an accidental discharge because you know that the firearm's loaded. Everybody around you knows that it's unloaded, and they're they're just a really nice extra layer of communication for firearms owners and safety too, since they replace the the, the bullet. Yeah, uh, it's such a great idea, and everyone should get if you if you're a gun owner, these are like must haves, and and you, you just feel better that you're doing it, and you don't worry about it. You have the peace of mind. It doesn't replace all the other safety procedures you should be following and all of the good practices, but it's an enhancement that makes everybody feel good around you as well as yourself. Now, a lot of people say, well, all right, this all sounds great, but is there really a problem to solve here? And I was shocked the first time you and I talked about the magnitude of the statistics of what happens with unintentional firearm injuries and deaths. Could you remind people of those statistics? Because they're quite large. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier that because of the way that Americans choose to keep their firearms, it could be as, as high as 65 million unsecured firearms in a home, which is alarming, right? And the deaths that are related to that are 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 unfortunate and um, and frustrating, frankly. Um, we get 27,000 people that are admitted to emergency rooms every year from unintentional firearm injuries, and and 52% of those are under the age of 35. Um, what's even more alarming to me, though, is that um, the deaths of kids, you know, we, there's just, as a, as a responsible firearms owner, we should not be keep leaving our firearms unsecured. And 78% of unintentional firearm deaths in children are caused by someone else, which typically is their friend. Um, you know, their parents are keeping their firearm um, in the bedroom. Uh, the CDC did a study last year. Kids killed in gun accidents are most most often found the weapon in the bedroom, and and as firearms owners, 
we really should be locking up our guns. But if we're not going to lock up our guns, perhaps a chamber flag that could show some kids, oh, gosh, this is loaded or, you know, I should not touch this. One layer, one extra layer of education could possibly save lives. And that's our mission. Yeah. No, it's such an important concept. And I know all of us who are gun owners, we, we know we got to take safety seriously, but knowing it and doing it are two different things. This one is, I think, one of the easiest and most secure ways to, to protect anyone who would come in contact with your gun, yourself included. There was a fascinating statistic that I saw on the Muzzle 6 site recently when I was, they have great blogs here and I, I'd love to read it and every stuff and get up to speed. 78% of unintentional firearm deaths of children between the ages of zero and 14 were caused by someone else, meaning the child was in the room and someone else grabbed the gun and accidentally shot the child. I, I did not know that was a dynamic statistically. It's really pretty remarkable. It is. I was looking at the CDC numbers from last year, and 67% of them occurred when the shooter was playing with the gun or showing it to others. And, you know, I, I've talked to people that say, well, I teach my, my kids not to handle it. And that's great, but kids are kids, and kids are going to do curiosity, kill the cat kind of things. And if it is loaded and they look in the chamber and it's loaded, are you really going to trust a kid to unload it or to, you know, not accidentally touch the trigger or, you know, the, all of the things that kids do? And I just, I, I know the best solution is to lock it up 100%. But anything else that we can do to keep these accidents from happening is is critical. Yeah, so. it's, uh, it absolutely is. And there's just none of us who want to ever have to have that moment or know someone that has that moment where a loved one is lost because of negligence or not taking the full steps that are there. There were five great mistakes on the muzzle sticks. I love each of these because they're just great safety things. And, you know, the first time I went through a gun safety training, all of these came up, but it's always great to remind them. The first mistake is that people really don't store or holster their firearm properly. That, that's a first path to getting into some trouble, right? 100%. I mean, I think I've said it a couple times, like store your guns safely. Don't even allow someone to have the opportunity to pick them up and have an accident happen. There's so many great products out there now. There's safes that are biometric. There's just a million different, uh, there's one, some that you have a little scanner on your wrist or your wallet. You just wave in front of it. It pops open. Um, you know, there's just no reason to not secure your firearm. Yeah. No, it's such a thing. And another thing, I see people that sometimes throw them in their waistband or they buy one of the really cheap holsters. Bad idea. They fall out. It's just not smart. Could be taken. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. You could be uh, pockpicketed or lifted easy. Yeah. Second one is uh, the one I learned. The very first thing my father taught me, even if you think the gun is safe, don't not check. And I think that that idea of not clearing the gun each time you pick it up, checking the chamber, you get lazy over time. My father drilled it into me. Never move the gun until you've checked to make sure the chamber is clear. That's pretty important, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. I think most firearms owners know that, but people who don't own firearms don't think about it. Um, and they don't know how to most of the time. Yeah. That's the dangerous part. They don't even know uh, how to check the safety or to clear the chamber. Another one is a lot of people, if they move or if they have two places or they're on vacation, they may not know the firearm laws. Bad idea. You always want to know what you can do in each location where you might have a gun. And it's so easy to check, right? There's websites like the NRA website. Now, there's a lot of places you can go. But if you're moving a gun or you're going to a different community, this is kind of essential to know, right? It is. And even like flying places, um, if you're going hunting or things like that, it's really important to understand the firearms transportation laws in different states because they vary, as you know, especially in the D.C. area and New York and places like that pretty dramatically. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. When you go north to go uh, westward, there are just different rules in each state. And it's not hard to change. It can only take like a minute or two to go to the NRA side or some of the other sites and just look up the law and say, OK, now I know. Print it out. Stick it in your pocket. Go. But I've seen some of my friends get 
citations because they were improperly transporting a gun through a state. They got pulled over for speeding or something and had to declare they had a gun in the car and then it wasn't stored the right way. (laughs) They got themselves a problem and it's just not not worth that. There's another one my father relentlessly drilled into our heads and I'm always grateful for it. It's a mistake not to clean your gun between uses. I know it's a pain, but good idea not to do it, right? Oil and lubrication clean is really important. It is. If you want to, if you're going to pay for something like that and, and depend upon it, especially if you're using it for hunting or for self-defense, where you want to harvest food for your family or you want to protect yourself, not cleaning it can cause a lot of problems. Yeah, that's good. Well, my my dad had one other fun one. Watching Die Hard is not going through gun training. He used to whack me in the head and say, that's not how you learn. We're going to go through the range. Die Hard's not the way you learn. And I used to always say, he used to make me laugh when he said that, but it stayed in my head. So I know why he said it. I love that. Uh, It's a fun one. Uh, My father's an old Irish cop and he is one of the funniest men alive. And uh, his ability to train always came with a little bit of humor, but it was humor that stuck in your head. And I'm grateful for everything that he has taught me over the years. But training and knowing how to handle a gun and knowing the difference between guns. Sometimes you think there's a, you know, I used to have a Glock nine millimeter, then I got a car nine millimeter and they're a little bit different and you got to be per weapon. It's important to really understand it. I think a lot of people say, oh, I've done it once or I went through 20 years ago. It's important to refresh the muscle memory, right? hundred percent. I really would love to see um, everyone have to go through training before they could purchase, especially a handgun. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have to go through training for Hunter Ed. But I mean, if you're going to take the responsibility of owning a firearm and you don't really know, have, have a lot of familiarity with how to safely use it, you shouldn't be owning a firearm. Yeah, it's just that simple. It doesn't take much. uh, And it's just common sense, too. And all of these five ideas that Lee and I just talked about, they're sitting on the muzzle stick site. Go check it out. Go to muzzlestick.com, guys. This is a really good thing. Now, there's always a challenge when you get to smaller caliber weapons, and it's sometimes hard to find a barrel chamber flag for a smaller one. You have some new products, right, that address the smaller caliber and smaller sized weapons, correct? Yeah, we just launched a barrel flag for the smaller calibers. Um, it'll work for handguns up to 357 and long guns. We had some, some requests, especially since we've been doing your show, John, because a lot of folks do use compact handguns for self-defense, and uh, we didn't have anything for that, and now we do. So if your customers have been looking for that particular, or your listeners have been looking for that particular product, it is now available on the Muzzle Stick website. Yeah, that's such a great idea. I've heard that, and it's so exciting. I, I saw that the other day. Hey, that's a great development. Congratulations. The great part about Muzzle Stick, it is a quintessential American company. Innovative, right? It had a trash removal service. It took the plastic. Now it's made America safer, particularly for all of us as Second Amendment fans. Everything about the company is American-made. No foreign ownership. They're just great Americans, and they've created a great product. It's a great gift for birthdays, anniversaries, for those who have a special someone on Valentine's Day that's a Second Amendment fan. I have one. It's a great Valentine's Day gift, which is up right around the corner. And giving the gift of safety is a great gift any day, 365 days a year. So, guys, go check out muzzlestick.com. Now, let me spell it for you because you might get bamboozled. M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K. M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K. Muzzlestick.com. It is a great product. I will champion this until I don't have a podcast anymore. It's such a great, important, amazing product. And I think all of us who care about our loved ones and our right to carry a firearm in this incredible country, know that it comes with a great obligation and this is one way to fulfill it. So go check it out, folks. Leah, we always have a blast when you come on. Our community on the podcast lights up. They love your approach to common sense, proud and safe fire handling. So we're always blessed when you come on and want to thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, John. I'm that diehard comment is going to stick in my mind all day today. <laughs> oh, next time I see, you, I'll tell you a few more from my dad. My dad's got all sorts of those. He was such a good, you know, I grew up in a, a police household and he knew he had to have a weapon every day and he knew he had children in the house. And boy, he took that responsibility and he impressed on my brother and I and our grandchildren and everybody downstream from us, the vital importance of always thinking about safety. And I'm so grateful for the laughter, but also the good lessons he's given me over the years. Sounds like a terrific man. You are truly blessed. 
Yeah, I was indeed. And I'm blessed to have this relationship as well. We'll be talking to you real soon, Leah. Thanks so much. And we'll bring you on again real soon. Thanks again. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to wrap the day up right after these messages. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Justin News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just news. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.